Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. This is Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed you're joining us as we're going to continue our discussion with a great master talker himself, Brendan Kamarasamy. Now, if you missed any of the prior episode, you need to go back and listen to all of it. Amen. Brendan has been our program before, and he's the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube series dedicated to the art of public speaking. Now, I've been a follower of Brendan's for, oh gosh, over three years now. And Brendan believes anyone can become confident public speakers and tor- storytellers. Now, Brendan is also the founder of rockstarcommunicator.com. From students to CEOs, Brendan has been helping them to master their speeches, presentations, and interview skills and podcasts, and he can do the same for you. Amen? All right, let's jump back into the conclusion of this great interview now with Brandon Kamarasamy. In one of your videos, you talk about the endless gaze, and I've learned how to use pauses for effective speaking, but the endless gaze, uh, that's just priceless. Explain that for our listeners and how to use it in the presentation. Absolutely. So, so the endless gaze, it fixes the following piece that you talked about, Robert. A lot of the challenge is a lot of us have struggles pausing for longer periods of time. So whenever we pause, we always go, uh, 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 and then we keep trying to fill up the space with filler words. The endless gaze solves for that. So essentially what you have to do is you pick somebody that you love, somebody in your house, somebody around you, and you stare at them for three minutes straight without saying anything. And it's funny because I, I, I coach a lot of married couples and a lot of them say, it, especially the husband, they go, I can't, I, I've never done this. My wife I've been married 15 years. I'm like, Jesus, come on, man. <laughs> like if, if you're not going to do this, who else will? So, so the, the, the reason I like to do this is because a lot of people tell me, well, Brendan, but do I have to pause for three minutes in my presentation? Of course not. But when you learn to sit in that silence for longer periods of time, it's going to be a lot easier for you when you go back into presentations to pause for two to three seconds. And that's the goal. So implement the endless gaze. And not only will you have an amazing presentation, you might have an amazing love life too. And the people around you might appreciate you a lot more. Amen. Amen. You know, I was, I had a, before this life, I was in sales. And one of the things you learn when you get to the close he who speaks first loses, you know, and a lot of salesmen are very uncomfortable and remain. Okay. So da, 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 this is all the benefits and this is the cost. And you wait, and you wait. And they're sitting there like, it's good. You know, they're thinking that this is good. I need this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just sitting there with an endless gaze, just looking at them. And some salesmen, they'll, they'll start squirming. They're feeling like, I have to say something, you know. And as this first person that speaks, basically, in the sales talk, they lose. If the salesman speaks, he just lost the sale. 
But if the person speaks, I'm like, okay, you just got it. But if they come up with an objection, it's just, just out of our budget. Okay. He told you what you have to help fix now, you know, and they, okay, well, if we do this, this, that lowers it by this much, how's that? And just silence again. And I've used, I was, I went within three years. I was like the number two, number three salesperson in the company using that technique. But the, uh, you know, a, a lot of salesmen, they just can't take that long. And sometimes it was a minute or two long. I'm just sitting there. You know, he's looking at his wife. She's looking at the paper and looking at him. They're looking at me. And I'm just sitting there with that endless gaze. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what you're selling. I got to buy from you, Rob. <laughs> it was life insurance at the time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that's why when I came across that video with the endless gaze, I'm like, boom. You know, I mean, I know that word. I just had the uh, the silence i wasn't you know staring at them you know for three minutes i was like that's a long time three minutes is a long time but yeah you're right because once you get into the habit of doing it three five second pause is nothing in a presentation you know and we do this 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 is the result you're gonna get how would that impact your life You know, and just something like that, you know, and oh yeah, the, folks, I'm telling you, Brandon has some excellent videos on YouTube. These, these things, I mean, they've helped me out over these last three years. Amen. So how does the endless gaze and the random word exercise help if someone is, what's the word, introverted and trying to enter the public speaking area? I mean, can introverts be public speakers? Absolutely. I love how you set me up for that one, Rob, perfectly. Is is the idea that, you know, what I always like to say is a couple of things. Number one is the random word access doesn't need to be done publicly. You can just do it yourself, like on your own or with like one of your kids, your nieces, your nephews. So it's fun. That's the one piece. But the other piece that I feel is not well understood, Robert, is the myth that introverts are terrible communicators relative to extroverts. That's not true. Right. And I'll prove it to you. Let me spin the question on its head. There's three advantages that introverts have that they don't even know that they do exponentially better than an extrovert can. And I'll give you the best example, which is me because I'm an extrovert. Right? I'm like the opposite of an introvert, as you can probably guess. So let's go through those, those three advantages. Number one, ex- introverts are exceptional listeners because they spend less talking. They spend more time listening which means they have a much easier time adapting their message to the audiences that they want to communicate to. That's number one. Number two is pausing. Like we talked about, I mean, you did it so well with the, with the sales (laughs) analogy there. That was so great is when we do pausing, it is the most foundational element of communication and introverts have such an easy time learning this. When I coach an extrovert on this, uh, sorry, an introvert, I say, Hey, Robert or Jason or, you know, let's say Tom, there's a relationship between when you pause in a presentation, how good you are as a speaker. And Tom goes, oh, really? And they implement it right away. Why? Because they're comfortable with the silence. When I'm coaching an extrovert, it's not as easy as a conversation. Hey, you need a pause. Uh, yeah, okay. And they're always filling up the space like I did for many yeah. years. That's advantage number two. We're not even done. Advantage number three 
and this is something introverts don't know either, Robert, is that they're a lot more accessible as speakers. Let's take Gary Vaynerchuk as an example. I love Gary V. I think he's an incredible thought leader, but huge but. You either love the guy or you don't. There's, no, yeah. there, there's no middle, right? But introverts, it is illegal, my friend, to say the following words. I hate Brene Brown. You can't say that. I, I love Brene Brown. I love her work. But you can't say that you hate her. You Like, nobody does that. Why? Because introverts are a lot more accessible and they're a lot less polarizing than extroverts. So mm. what's the advice? The advice is understand your strengths and triple down on them. Amen. Amen. That's great. Amen. You know, as we alluded to, there's going to be that blended, you know, yes, some public speaking in-person events are opening up. There's the video aspect, you know, the, the virtual stuff. How do we master the art of speaking on camera effectively, right? Some people find it difficult to talk, you know, like right now I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, we're talking to each other. Like we're sitting here over a table with a cup of coffee. Matter of fact, I've got my coffee right here, but when you're doing a training, like when you're making your videos, you are looking straight into this cold, dark, black camera lens. (laughs) But yet you're communicating effectively, just like you're sitting there talking to the person. How how does that how does someone master that art? Absolutely, Robert. So a couple of things. A fantastic question. So let's start with the simple things because part of it, Robert, I will admit, and I'm happy to tell you, I do cheat. So what does that mean? That means I'm actually never presenting alone. There's somebody behind the camera who's my best friend. He's my business partner. He's my creative director, Danny. He's actually sitting behind. So I'm always practicing in front of an audience of one. That's how I'm able to show up with the energy. But for the first year of my YouTube channel, you're absolutely right. I was alone in my basement. There was nobody there. How do you bring up the energy? So let's go through a couple of easy principles. The first one, it's a game of output. At the end of the day, Robert, I'm sure you'd agree. Episode 1,000, I mean, what are you at? 1,200 something, something something like that was probably better than episode one. Probably. Hands down. (laughs) Hands down. Right. So even if we we can talk tactics all day, and I'm happy to share some, at the end of the day, it's a game of output. It doesn't matter where you start. You will finish higher. You will finish better. You will finish stronger if you just practice what Noah Kagan calls the law of 100. Never make a judgment about yourself until you've done at least 100 of something. So what does that mean in the context of videos? Am I asking you to post on social media? Nope, I'm not even asking that. What I'm asking you to do is make a list of the top three to five people that you love in your network, people you really appreciate. Could be your sister, your brother, your family members, your family friends, and just make a list of them. And then write one thing that you really appreciate about them. Let's say a childhood friend. Oh, I really love the way that he does this or she does this. And then what I encourage you to do is ask yourself this question. When was the last time I sent these people that have poured into me? These are not strangers. These are people I love, I adore. When was the last time I sent them a video message? And what you'll find is the answer is zero. Mm -hmm. It's never. So what's the advice? The advice is send five 20-second videos just saying, hey, Robert, I really appreciate what you've done at the podcast. It's so incredible what you've done in the last three years, growing from 400 episodes to over 1,000. And now you're one of the top podcasts in this space in the world. Congratulations. I can't wait to see you grow. That's it. 
easy. And boy, does it make people's week because nobody gets video messages. So that'd be my recommendation. Amen. <clears throat> do you use a special, do you just email a link or do you email the video? Do you use, I know there's some email platforms out there that specialize in sending video emails, but what do you recommend? Oh yeah. Great, great point. I would say not to overthink this. So for me, it's really just a lot of the, a lot of the times that I send video messages, friends on Facebook that I'm connected to, mm, okay. but if you have them on WhatsApp or Telegram or LinkedIn, all of them have a, a fun Instagram too. They all have a functionality. So just pick the one that you chat with them on and then just send them a, a video. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I know when I started in radio uh, back in 2009, speaking into a microphone for the first time where I know people were going to be listening to it, I still had a hard time trying to create that connection, right? And what I did, I went Google search and I found a crowd shot where, you know, someone's like speaking from space, a stage, and there's the audience there from, you know, from the view from the stage. And I printed that out and pinned it up right behind the microphone. So I'm looking at, like, I'm looking at you right now. I'd be looking at that crowd shot. So, and I'm making contact with faces in the crowd while I'm speaking on the radio. And I did that for probably the first three months that I was on the radio and, you know, now obviously I don't have that anymore, but the, you know, that helped me bridge that gap of, you know, uh, hello, buddy here. Uh, well, let's get started with today's study. Uh, you know, had, you know, by just having somebody I could look at, even though they weren't really there, subconsciously, I guess it helped like, okay, I'm here in front of this crowd of people and they're expecting something, you know, and now I was able to deliver, but, but yeah, it's, when you first get started, it's a little, uh, it's a little intimidating, you know, because these things don't lie. That camera is going to capture whatever it is you do. You know, if, if you think, well, ain't nobody here, let me pick my nose real quick. I mean, you know, <laughs> and, and you've heard, you've, some of the reports have made news of what people thought wasn't being recorded, but they were doing, you know, just to leave it at that. Cause we're not going to go into detail. On it. But, uh, you know, that camera, it can, it can capture everything. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's why I got a white background. Though. Amen. Amen. So what about the use of scripts? You know, should someone use scripts when making video presentations or video recordings? So what I would say to that, Robert, is it really goes back to what you really nailed on the head there, which is output is really the king here. The more we do, the better we get. And by the way, for those of you who are listening to this and you don't believe us, go watch Robert's first interview. Go watch my first YouTube video. They're still up there. Oh, yeah. They're up there for a reason so that you can see the journey. So you can see the progress that was made. I'm literally on this couch. The, the videos are blurry. I have this weird lapel mic. I don't think I had a mic back then. And I was just like, uh, hey, guys, uh, I'm doing like Master Talk. Eh. Like, it's just nonsense. It was so terrible. Yeah. Amen. And mine too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so bad. My God. And, and the, the key I want to drive is, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about my old videos. My God, were they terrible. But, but the key is, so yes, the, the bias, I would encourage people to have a bias for action. So I'll say for the first 10, 15 videos, don't even worry about scripting. Don't even worry about putting it out to the public. Just focus on, can I send 10 videos to my family? Just set, sending them a little, 
appreciation. And then we start there. And then after that, if you decide, you know what, I really want to share my message with the world. I really want to share some ideas on a YouTube, on a LinkedIn, on a social platform, on a podcast. Then we can talk scripting. So for my videos, all of my videos are scripted word for word. Even if I don't use a teleprompter, so my strategies, I write all of it and I have it next to me. I look at it. And then after I just present without the script, that's how I do it. Why? Because I want my thoughts to be structured. One of the problems with video presentations, especially when they're long, is the thoughts are unstructured because you kind of go all over the place. Oh, yeah, we should talk about this and mindset and motivation. Everyone's like, what's happening? Versus what you'll realize is the reason all of my answers are super structured whenever you ask me a question, Robert, is not an accident. It's because I've either scripted or thought about the, the question beforehand, or I've answered the same question so many times. Because I think in two years ago, when, when I was on this show, and this is a great example with me to be vulnerable. I wasn't that great of a podcast guest two years ago. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I was. Pro- you were probably appearance like 20 or 30 for me back then. But now I've been on 500 of them yeah. over the past two Amen. years. So now I'm a lot better than I used to be. And I think that's the keys. We really need to marry ourselves to the output of the process. Yeah. Amen. I know when like I do speaking at churches and things like that, some people stand behind that podium and they read everything they wrote word for word. They look up, make eye contact, look back down. You know, I can't do that. I mean, and I hate sitting in the audience when someone is doing that. So when I'm doing my speaking, I know, and I've rehearsed as, as you talked about, you know, and I just have my like five bullet points and all that is, is for my reminder. And I go into my presentation, you know, I'm doing my stuff and then, I, okay, this should be the wrap up of part one. I know what part two is, so I can go right into it. And then I might walk back up on the platform and just kind of pass the podium and glance down. Oh yeah. Part. Okay. And then back down, I've come back down, you know, cause I, I, I travel when I'm doing my speaking, I cannot uh, stand behind a podium. You know, I hate that. So the only time I do is when that's the only microphone in the house, you know, but if they give me a lapel mic, Oh man, I mean, I'm down in the audience. I like interacting with people, even doing preaching, you know, and, uh, but I'll come back up as I'm starting. Okay, what's next? You know, so I'll be talking. I'm walking up. Glancing, oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm good to go again because it's just, okay, next point and get on with it. But uh, on my training videos where I'm doing the video here, I do use a script, as, as like I said, because I have the points made. Uh, I may not be reading, you know, word for word type thing, but like, I, like the questions here, I have my script here in front of me with what I want, the questions I want to ask. So I'm getting those points across without sitting here saying, uh, what about the use of scripts? Did someone use- <laughs> and I was like, well, there's your answer, Robert. Probably <laughs> Amen. But, you know, now if you're not doing video and you want to, it, 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 you know, it's, should I say this, Lord? Some people can read like it's a regular conversation, but some people can't even have a conversation with it sound like they're reading. You know, so it depends on your own personal style. I think of that, you know, and like you said, rehearse, 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 and listen to yourself. Yeah, 
to this day, I still go back and listen to some of those first recordings. Like, like you said, it, and I'm like, oh, why did anybody even click like on this thing? You know? <laughs> it's, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> Same here. Amen. But that's why I tell people in my coaching program, I say, you know, don't worry about how you sound because they're like, I don't sound good. I don't sound like you. I said, don't, you don't have to sound like me. You have to sound like you and you will develop your voice the more you get into it. You know, and, and that's why I tell I go back sometimes just for a good laugh when I got, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I'll go back to like episode 10 or something like that. And like, oh, <laughs> you know, this is terrible. Amen. Amen. Well, Brendan, this has been so interesting as, as it always is when you're on. And I, I think this next question is fitting for a closing question. How can we actually give a close, a great close to our presentations? I mean, I've seen a great many presentations actually fall flat because of a poor close. So how do you teach your clients to do a proper close? hundred percent, Robert. So the way that I think about this is it goes back to the analogy we talked about earlier. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? Terrible movie. So we need to make sure that we take our intro just as seriously as we take our close. But now the question becomes, what are the do's and don'ts of closing a presentation? And this will depend on the idea you're sharing, but I would say in many cases, most people tend to, tend to summarize their points. Oh, okay, guys, uh, so uh, what did we learn today? Uh, we learned one, we learned two, learned three, uh, thank you. Right, so it's just like a summary page, which is okay, but it's not magical. It's not revolutionary. It's not like, wow, this was amazing. So I call this the vision state close. So the vision state close is the following, Robert. Let's go back to the key idea of our presentation. Let's say in the context of what I do, let's say the key idea is I believe every human being on earth can be an exceptional communicator. So what the vision state close allows us to do is it allows us to imagine a world in which everyone implements your key idea. Tell us a world in which... Everyone is a great communicator. What does that world look like? What does that world feel like? And when we start to describe that world, it gets people excited about taking action on what you have. Whether that goal is to, you know, give a sermon, whether that goal is to present a keynote on communication, whether that goal is to convince our families to go to the amusement park, right? How do we sell the vision state? Well, if we all came together, imagine how fun it would be. Imagine how great the laughs, the cheers. So start focusing more on the vision and help us see a world in which, wow, if I follow what Robert shares in his presentation or his keynotes or his sermons, this is what my life will look like. Mm. And you start to imagine that world, you got it. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Awesome. Tell us about your training program on your website, rockstarcommunicator.com. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely, Robert. So every few weeks, I do a free live interactive Zoom call. Everyone's welcome to it. I'm live on the call. It's not a recorded webinar. We spend 90 minutes and I'm teaching communication strategies. I'm coaching people for free on the call. So for those of you who are interested in joining that free training, all you have to do is register at rockstarcommunicator.com. Amen. Amen. And all of your YouTube videos are under the title of Master Talk, correct? 100%. Amen. Right. Yeah. You're one of my favorite guests to have on the program. You're always so full of energy. You got, you bring such clarity to the, 
basically sometimes confusing world of being a public speaker. And I do appreciate that. If someone has a question or they want to get in touch with you, maybe, maybe to do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Well, first of all, Robert, it was, it's such a pleasure. And it's very humbling that you call me one of your guests, given that you've had 1,200 of them. So <laughs> definitely, that definitely is a great validation for me that I'm doing something right with my life. I'm like, Jesus, if Robert's naming me in his top, uh, in his top <laughs> list of guests here, geez, yeah. I must be doing something. Right? Amen. Uh, absolutely. For I mean, for those of you who are interested in just uh, keeping in touch, I answer all of my DMs. I would say the easiest way is probably LinkedIn. I know my name's hard to spell. That's why I never give it out. But uh, but you could if you could find out how to spell my name, Brendan Kumarasamy, maybe you could link it in the show notes or something. Yeah. You're more than welcome to to just send me a DM. And you could also find my email through my YouTube channel. If you go into the about section, you'll find it. you could send me an email as well. Amen. I'll put links to to that down on the show note below, folks. Whether you realize this or not, you're already a public speaker, right? It may be at work. And you're trying to communicate your idea to bosses or coworkers. You may be the boss trying to communicate your ideas to your subordinates, maybe your higher boss. Either way, you're trying to influence someone somewhere. You could be in the ministry and trying to influence people to make a decision for Christ. You could be in business and trying to influence someone that your products or your services will help your customers the most. It just doesn't apply to speaking from stages. It's applicable in almost every aspect of life. Amen. And Brendan is the the expert in this area. I've been following him for almost three years now. He's helped me immensely just from his YouTube videos, as you heard, as we go through, went through this interview. So just drop down below and click the links right there. Get in touch with Brendan right now and be sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel, Master Talk. That's an absolute must at a minimum. And it'll be the best thing that you've ever subscribed to on YouTube in a long time. I guarantee it. And if you're interested in learning more, attend his free class. Go down to the rockstarcommunicator.com link, click that, register for the class, see what he offers. Praise the Lord. I guarantee his information will make you a better speaker. Brandon, thank you again for coming on the program today. I do appreciate it. I deeply appreciate you, Robert. Thanks for being an advocate for the work that I do. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Brendan Kumanasari, this is Pastor Bob reminding you again, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. 
Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.